When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is my great pleasure to be with you. Happy Balls McWednesday, everybody. Hope this finds you doing well. T. Lizzie fighting through it with us here producing director Matthew from the Hizzy. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show, and uh, hey, man, as well as ladies, it's good to have you on board. Let's do this thing. Let's let's all get together. It's time. It's good. We're live. Let's jump on board. If you are watching on War Chant TV, I might suggest you like and subscribe. Helps others find the show. Helps us grow. Helps everything about what we do on a daily basis here on the Jeff Cameron Show. So. Hopefully, uh, you'll do just that. And again, like I said, if you want to reach out on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. I don't know. You know, I don't want. What do I lead? Do I lead with the fact that uh, we got a linebacker? Because I'll tell you what, on yesterday's Seminole headlines, always good to do the show with those guys. And we had a good show again yesterday. Thanks so much for providing questions uh, via Facebook and Twitter uh, and in the chat. Uh, good to see the fellas, uh, first time in a while, as uh, the holiday season uh, wrapped us up and, and had us doing stuff in Georgia and Florida. But, you know, we, we there was one question in particular about a concern regarding a linebacker, and I've had a, well, an omnipresent concern about linebackers since going back to before the season started. We talked about in the season preview, I thought we would get abused at linebacker, in particular in pass coverage. Oddly enough, if I'm being honest about the linebackers, which I thought would be really uh, the pits of the earth going into the season, the uh, Loach played so well in the second half of the season that I left the year thinking that I'm oddly encouraged, at least by his play. At least by his play. But a single linebacker does not a segment make. <laughs> so I, I thought we are going to have to find a way, going to have to add lots of people. And uh, let's make it happen. Because when you look through the commitment list, um, weren't a lot of linebackers, first of all, right? Weren't a ton of linebackers if you looked at the class of 2022. And what is reasonable? I mean, Omar Graham Jr. comes in, but again, that's a kid that's coming in. And you'd say, I don't know. I mean, when's he going to be able to play? And how quickly he going to get out there and, and, and 
really contribute. Other guys project maybe uh, as athletes to play the position, but we just did not have a stocked-up group that I felt real good about. And so when I didn't see what appeared to be an emphasis on uh, linebacker in the transfer portal, knowing that we've got to first secure defensive end, defensive tackle, all that stuff, yes, always offensive line, which, hey, goodness gracious, thank God we did it. And, of course, as we've talked about at length, wide receiver being a real pressing need. I wondered, what what, what are we going to be able to bring in at linebacker? So it was that yesterday, and it served as uh, the very good news on a day in which uh, or on a night in which I guess Florida State just took an ungodly ass kick, and more Bend on that. Over. Yeah, more on that in a moment. Um, but there he is uh, when when the UCF product, uh, if you will, uh, Tatum Bethune had uh, announced that he would be leaving. I, I thought, uh, okay, uh, let's 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 make a push because you're talking about a guy at a Miami Central High, which is just a factory of talent. Uh, who was uber productive in the college game? You know, so right off the bat, when you've got a guy who's played the position um, with over a hundred tackles, you know he's productive. You know that he has instincts for the position uh, to be that productive. And given what we've been at that position, uh, I would think that this is an immediate shot in an arm for the segment group that needs it desperately. I mean, your honorable mention, all AAC. I get it's AAC, but still, UCF's been a, a good program, and he was a productive player. This is a guy that, through 11 starts, averaged, uh, doing the math, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 tackles, 11 tackles a game. Uh, that That's, okay, that's diagnosis. That's triggering. That's the ability to tackle. Uh, you like his size. Uh, you know what? I'm excited. I'm ready to go. So, Good job, guys. Let's keep it rolling. This has been a really good transfer portal season so far. Yeah, as best you can do today. I get it. You're playing injured. Hang in there. But, you know, this should be um, yet another sound addition uh, and, and big plus for Florida State in the transfer portal. That's good news. Yeah, again, you know, you pair him with Deloach and you like what, what we might line up in with uh, two linebacker sets, four two fives, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you always felt like when it was Deloach on the field, and I'm talking about November now, when, when Deloach had a couple of really good games. Yeah. I thought the best game he played was against Boston College. He was unbelievable. He was all over the place, and he needed to be based upon what BC was running at us. But you felt like, you know, if you get caught out there and maybe there's some quick game and Lundy is pinned out there in third. Dead in the water, right, baby. Right, exactly. Very specific skill and set then for him. If Gaynor was out there on the early downs, you think, I'm not so sure. I might rather have Lundy out there. Maybe now you've got two guys that you like to play most any down. And that way you can have sub packages built around them. Now they have to stay healthy. But the other part of the good news is with uh, Bethune, two years. Yeah, you have that's, him for that's two exa- years. This is exactly not a grad right. transfer yeah. situation. Thanks to the COVID rule, you can have him for up to two seasons. Which helps. It's not the same thing as a grad transfer. And that's the thing where we, when we look at the transfer portal, not all transfers are alike. Sometimes they're here for one year, but in this day and age of college football, you might get a player who's available for up to three or four years. Beautiful thing. It is. Well, especially, like, for example, if you were Georgia and you were going to bring in a quarterback that had proven himself at Oklahoma with a lot of time to Isn't spare. that spooky, given what we were talking we, about on Monday? We called it. Somebody pointed it out on Twitter, uh, I believe it was, uh, somebody mentioned me, and I, and I clicked on it to read what they had to say, and it said that uh, you guys just – oh, no, it was Instagram. Somebody found it, and they were like, 
you guys just called this before it happened. Yes, because it seems very reasonable. We're not Nostradamus. You didn't have to be a Mensa to figure out these kinds of things are going to happen. Your current roster, whomever you are, is being recruited by other people, and they don't care. They don't. It's it, it is kill or be killed. That is where we're at in college football. There are no rules. There are no rules here, man. This is whatever you want to do, whatever you can do. And here's the thing. I get it. I, it sucks. It makes you, as a fan, uh, on edge all the time. You're always on edge. As soon as you fall in love with a player, you tell, you tell yourself, oh, don't, don't get head over heels now. He, he could be gone tomorrow to your rival, like in an hour, if they just offered him more. It's as simple as that. Like Your best player is for sale. Always. So in reading up on what Texas A&M did, allegedly, and this is from rivals and or regional schools, mm-hmm. they tied some of their NIL deals, which were upwards of you know, $25, $30 million for this particular class, to multi-year agreements. You don't, the money doesn't vest all the way until you play for at least this two is where or three seasons. This is where we're headed. Right. It's not it's unlike an NFL go. contract. Yes. It's yes. just what we've talked about before is that, you know, again, the, the problem college football has – in that not only are they shattering um, the illusion, which is hard for people to stomach and digest and hang in with, right? In addition to that, people will get past it. Their sensibilities are fragile. They'll get past it. But the problem they have is there's already a league in which contracts are vetted and signed, and it's called the National Football League, and they do it better. And I've been talking about this for a while since we started talking about NIL. I'm like, well, be careful here now because there's a league that does this better. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you something else about that league. When I signed that guy, Unless it's Antonio Brown who goes nuts, but you know, buyer beware. If you bring in a free agent and it's a three-year deal, I know what the hell he's going to be doing tomorrow, working for my ass, and nobody else is going to get him. And that's security. That's knowledge of how to build a roster. This was something that I, right. I kept wondering, how is this going to get remedied? And it will get remedied. It's just for now, it's the wild, wild west. We talked about this on and off, and, and sometimes it's kind of a, a snoozer topic, but now that you have NIL, it matters all the more, and that is the three- or four-year guaranteed scholarship offers, committable mm, offers. Mm-hmm. You know, there was that, I, I forget, it might have been like five years ago now. A while time flies. ago, yeah. When there was talk about one-year renewable agreements with players and or four-year guaranteed, and there were some Power Five conferences that were starting to lord it over the other ones, that we're going to mandate that you are given three or four years guaranteed on scholarship. Right. Well, now it is the leverage for the university to put it to the player and say, you've got a four-year guaranteed offer. Like, I, this is going to be a part of signing day. Whenever signing day is, if they move it back to February or yeah, they put yeah. it somewhere in the middle, I think they're going to move it. But it's going to be part of should. signing day is... All right, he signed his letter of intent. Is that a one, three, or a four? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Where you could go to the the league, but you can't transfer. You know, that's what where the these rules have to come into play. Where if you sign a three year offer, your nil deal is tied to that three year offer, and you can't leave. I'm sorry. Well, or you just sign well, a one year and you renew every year and you hold out every season. So you you, know. you could you could leave. You just renounce the money at that point. You don't get the money. You're free to leave, but. The two hundred grand we had over here for you is going bye bye. What I'm saying though is the scholarship offers have to be binding in terms of the transfer portal. Yes, and if yes. you only want a one year deal and you want to roll the dice, well then you're betting on yourself and we could we could yank it. I think that's where it needs to go. Is that there needs to be some leverage where the coaches can say, Well, if you're not good enough, then if you sign a one year deal, a one year scholarship offer, the next year I might not re- renew it. But you yeah. could sign a three year <laughs> deal right now. Oh man. 
we go down another path altogether there. That isn't that on the coach to to have assessed better. If that guy's not good enough, it's not on the player. As long as he's doing everything you ask of him. No, but what I'm saying is for that player who might be really, really good yeah, and, elite, and wants yeah. to hold out the next year, go get the next wave of money. You know, this is your defense yeah. against that. Yeah. Well, well, the other side of it is now this is one more added element to your coaching acumen and expertise and ability. Like if I'm assessing a coach now, I'm not just ex- uh, you know assessing the X's and O's. I'm not just assessing. How good a staff is he put together and how well do they recruit? Right now, we do that, right? You win games, you lose games, we assess that. Are you good on game day? How, how are you with clock management? How are you with fourth down management? How are you with the game plan? How are you on adjustments? We do all these things. We've been doing these things for years. We've added to the list of things that we judge a coach by as we've learned more about the game. All the analytics have taught us a lot more about when you should or when you shouldn't go for it. When when's a good time uh, to kick a field goal and maybe not. When all that stuff, right? So now we assess: Are you forward thinking? Have you embraced a, a modern way of viewing the football game, or are you old school and setting your ways to the point where you're doing what Pitt in the past has done and others, which is you know kicking a field goal from the one. That's part of it, but uh, when you come, when it comes to retaining your players on your roster, which is another chapter this that you're going to add. That's what I'm adding. Yeah, but is this Joe Torre or, or Ron Gardenhire in terms of right. the infrastructure behind the scenes? Because how could you blame a coach at a university that cannot match what Alabama wants to oh, do well, that's, if okay. that player is an all-ACC first-teamer as a freshman and they want to go to the portal? Yeah, that's a toughie. Uh, it, part of how you get paid and why you'll get paid 5 and $6 and $7 million a year is your ability to figure out a way to put together these kinds of deals. At, now, you're right. There will be limitations. Uh, certainly, Oregon State can't offer what Michigan can offer. We, we, we know this in all likelihood. Uh, but for your better upper-end players, yeah, you better find a way. I mean, or you're just not going to be able to compete, and this is what everybody's afraid of to begin with, is that, all right, well, what if we just simply cannot? Well, then you won't get the best of the best of the best on paper coming out of high school. You just won't. You might get one or two, but you're not going to put together this Texas A&M class because you don't have that kind of crazy-ass oil money. So do you think that Alabama's support staff is reduced by about 20% so that they can reallocate funds elsewhere? Because I think you're about to learn what is the true balance between Jimmy's and Joe's and X's and O's at a school like Alabama where they have unlimited, it would seem, assistance and... Halfway house where everybody gets fired. Exactly right. And -and up-and-coming high school coaches with connections throughout the country. (laughs) Whatever it is, all those analysts. You're about to find out what the line of delineation is between the value of an unlimited analyst staff and having more money to... You know, pay that third string tight end well, because you want to fortify the ranks for two years from now. Yeah, I hope we're not wasting money on third and fourth string tight ends. But I, I, I will tell you this: I think Alabama, A and M, and Texas can. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would yes, their depth will be better than yours. But I, I would say too that again, this is before uh, a wave of new guidelines. Let's put them that way: guidelines uh, hits college football because it's coming. It's going to happen. Now, again, I don't know when because right now the NCAA certainly doesn't have a say. Uh, we're still waiting on whether or not the Power Five decide that at some point it would behoove them uh, to have an agreed-upon set of rules. And they can't even agree on college football playoff expansion at this point, which is a no-brainer. Yeah, well, that's, I agree it is, but I think that the conferences not named Big Ten or SEC have to be careful about what they acquiesce to and why. So that's why they banded together. That's why the, the whatever the alliance or whatever the hell it was called, 
I liked actually the name. What was it? Was it called? I've already forgotten. The Grand Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, I agreed with him. I'm like, well, slow your roll. Let's not just give in. The Allied Powers. <laughs> so, bottom line is, before I go through the depressing aspect of noting the unholy, one-sided beatdown uh, on the hardwood last night. Bend over. Let's now look at what Florida State has done in adding, as, as I said, Bethune at linebacker. That's something we're celebrating and excited about, especially because he was considering going to Miami. So get you some, Miami. That's what you get. And then from there, what you know about Bless Harris. Of course, he's there too. Uh, Caden Lyles of Wisconsin. Micah Pittman out of Oregon. Receiver. Deuce Span out of Illinois. Receiver. Johnny Wilson out of Arizona State. 6'7 receiver. Louisville de- uh, defensive back Greedy Vance, who we've seen play. Nice player. So there you go. That's what the list looks like now. If you're taking inventory, that's what we have. Hey, did I tell you today's a good day, Tom? PS5's coming in. Is it really? Oh, how'd you find it? Hey, hey. Games for less. My boy, George, came through for me as always. So uh, I just want to just celebrate the moment together before we go to break. So is the hoop up outside? Oh, the hoop's been up. Who's been up? We've been PS5 going to war is, out there. The PS5 is coming home? On Friday, the PS5 is coming home. 2022 is off to a We're beautiful start. We're off to start. a ragingly good start. If we sign another linebacker and another offensive lineman and another wide receiver in the next week or so, and we make an announcement about an addition to the staff. I'll be sick again in two weeks. <laughs> Just, gonna, look at all these constants in the equation. <laughs> I hate that you're being ill coincides and balances out all the great things that are happening in my life, Tom. But I must say, if you can withstand another couple weeks' worth of disappointing uh, mornings where you wake up feeling under the weather, and I keep being gifted all the great things that aid Florida State football in some cases, and then also my household, then there you go. Like I would do that for you later, let's say this summer. Oh, sure. Yeah. This summer. I'm sure you will. After I get back from skiing in March... Then uh, any, everything goes. I'll Wait be for the receipts. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put that on retainer. It's the Jeff Garrett Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Woo! well where do i begin You know, this is uh, nothing short of a woodshed game here as um, that is just a thorough ass beating. Uh, I'm talking about Florida State's effort against Wake Forest last night. Um, You know, I I guess you'd ask the question, the way we've played it in the past, uh, Tom, was that I have a red button in studio over here to the right. And uh, this time it's a bell. Just so you know. What? Yeah, I got a bell. I didn't know that was there. 
That is the that that has taken the place of the red button. The, Here come the ghosts of Marley. Yeah, the panic button that we had at the old studios has been replaced by a bell. I like the bell because, frankly, it's a little more annoying. Um, and I just I like that because you want it to to have a negative uh, negative uh, tent. You want you want to feel like uh, oh man, every time he rings that bell, I get annoyed. Isn't that a ding ding? It is a ding ding. There's a connotation to this. There is a. And he's giggling as he lights up a cigarette. The problem is, he could very well be over there going, ding, ding, you see me. I know you see me. That's true. He could be smoking his camels unfiltered, ready to come around the corner. Load up, everybody. We're going for a ride. And that that's tough. You get in the ding, ding, and then he's like, we're all set. <laughs> this is annoying. So yeah, it's working. Yeah, it's working. So then that happens, and uh, you can accept it because they've had such a good run. But man, I'm a little worried. They're not ding ding eligible. I don't know this team with the way they play defense, or should I say, do not play defense. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that they've got a shot to make the ding ding. This is uh, this is a special group here, Tom. You're saying they might be beep-beep worthy? It could be, yeah. Beep-beep. It could very well be time for the beep-beep. That would be terrible. We haven't seen the beep-beep in eons. I thought the beep-beep died. The beep-beep was dead as far as I knew. There was only the ding-ding. We've been so comfortable on the main train. We've chugga-chugged this baby for some time now. Early and often we got on the luxury suite. Sat in there, the luxury cart, I should say. Access to all the shrimp we wanted. Drinking champagne, whatever you wanted. We were like, oh, we're 16 games in. This cart is comfortable. I'm not moving. Not going to have to. There's no threat of somebody coming in here, offering up more and opening the sidecar for us to take it on down the road. No, not us. We had it made. But right now, not only are we smoking with the ding-ding, He's not so sure he wants us. He's placing a call to his cousin, the Beep Beep. I may have a team for you. The Beep Beep is like Robert Duvall, who apparently is still alive. Today's his birthday, I saw. He's 91. Bobby Duvall from The Godfather still here. Well, and from many other things. Bobby Duvall has yeah, been know, in a gazillion movies. He's been great in a lot of them. Yeah. Um, let's go with Tom Hagen as his number no, one. No, I got, no, that's fair. He was bald when he was 16. He sure was. Looks good on him. Yeah. Uh, but long story short, I mean, yeah. By the way, I think he just lives out on a farm. That's true. I heard a long interview with him not all that long ago. He's got enough money that he could just live out on a farm. And wouldn't we all if we could? That also seems about right for This him. seems about he right seems for He's kind of aloof. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a little cowboy to him. All right. So here's the deal. Um, look, that Wake team was 1-2 and two in ACC play. We weren't exactly... You know, taking on Duke or Carolina in their prime here. This was a eleven and three team, but a one and two team in the ACC. Uh, first conference game at the uh, Lawrence Joel Coliseum, there, Tom. And uh, they were perfectly at home. Their losses are all on the road. Must be a different team there. I'll chalk it up to that. Uh, but. No man, that uh, they also missed one of their main, their third leading scorer didn't play in the game. 
uh, Davian Williamson. So you, you didn't even have him out there? Did ours? I don't know. Judging by the shooting, I don't know that anybody was there outside of Malik in the first two minutes. Yeah. Um, the Knowles, let's see, were 7 of 31 in the first half. Tom, I'm going to say that out loud again for you. 7 of 31, a robust 22% from the field. Thanks for the 3 for 15 from Trey. That's 20%. We did go 5 of 6 from the free throw line, Tom. So uh, we went and decided to hoist a bunch of threes on the road and consistently did so despite not making many of them. We only had a grand total of four assists in the first half. Four. Which I guess if you make seven baskets, four assists on seven baskets. <laughs> well, so we followed it up with two in the second half. Yeah. So we came out in the second half before I go through all the litany of ugly numbers. Uh, and we allowed Wake to go on a nice 11-2 to run. I would say that the play-by-play announcer for this game uh, was very excited by that 11-2 to run. Now, that's all right. Hey, these aren't sour grapes. We were getting ass-kicking. Wake was playing great, whatever. But, man, was he pumped when that three made it an 11-2 to run. When that was all all net from straight on, he was like, and it's 11-2 to run. I was like, dude, it's early season ACC yeah, basketball. I, I, I think Jaminski was doing the same thing. He's like, yep, it, yep, this is uh, <laughs> some good basketball. Yeah, yeah. He did. There was uh, one move down the stretch last night where the kid – with the, the uh, do yeah on oh, the baseline it was pretty it was but he goes ho 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 Gary Danielson in the are house are we on Buckley uh, all right Mike uh, Tirico against Louisville Tirico against Louisville was the ultimate oh, on Buckley yeah he Look was he was on yeah no thanks Mike uh <clears throat> that's how he got in trouble once mm, at ESPN, many yeah. moons ago uh but he gave us the wink and the nod I'm always cool with Tirico. Then uh, that lead expanded to 25 points, 59-34. At that point, you could have turned your TV off, perhaps began to get excited about the football game that was going to kick off between Kansas State and LSU, a game that turned out to be lopsided in favor of Kansas State. But nonetheless, one more bowl game, maybe you began to flip about. A game in which Brian Kelly doubled down on the lie about the accent. He said, I'm from Boston. We don't have strong accents in Boston. What? Oh, Brian. Well... At least Brian's not pulling a Joe Judge these days, which was the most bizarre. I'd have fired him on the spot. But Joe Judge, that nonsense after the game, I'd have been like, you're gone. You're gone. Not only do we suck on the regular and can't muster five completions in a game, you got to go. You're just making stuff up. Nobody's calling us to come back. What are you talking about? Stop that. It's uncomfortable when people do that. That's not unlike your boy down at UF telling the world that he got death threats. Oh, yeah. It's a call. It's a cry for help. When it happens, you're like, "Oh, oh no, that's a weighty. That's a weighty accusation." You know, if you do that, the FBI tends to get called and come in. So it seems to me that uh, at that point, you may have a problem on your hands. It's time to grab your keys and go. <laughs> you can't. You can't tell people you received death threats publicly as a public figure and not expect a call. From the local authorities, at the very least, to investigate said death threats. That's something taken very seriously. I, I found that out. It's a, uh, I mean, you can't. If you're going to make something up, you, don't make that well, up. Well, no, well, I'm saying if you tell somebody that you got a weird email, and in my career, also, I have. Also, where were you the day of the uh, the charter? You know, the shark charter. The shark charter, Jim. right. Where, yeah. where were you? Yeah, where were you, Jim? 
Yeah, years and years ago in my early part of my career, I got a very strange email, a back-to-back from the same guy, and it was fairly threatening. It was, like, uh, pretty direct. It wasn't even just, like, mouthy nonsense that I might have been goaded back then into responding to. It was, like, absurdity. Here's what I'll do with your corpse. <laughs> no, but, I mean, he said that. I was like, okay, well, I, I think I probably got to turn this over because that's a pretty very specific thing to threaten. And, yeah, they look into it. And the guy worked for the Department of Children's and Family. Of course he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. It's an interesting thing. Anyhow. His name was Jared. He ended up being a front man for Subway. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, everything got short-circuited in the second half. You're getting blown out. We cut it to 16 at one point. I was uh, at 61-45. I guess I was thinking maybe, just maybe, there'll be something here. Matthew Cleveland began to get assertive. Um, I, I, Leonard Hamilton has achieved an awful lot in a lengthy and prestigious career. I will tell you that I don't know uh, a third of what he knows about basketball, but just an observation. Matthew Cleveland should play 37 minutes a night. If the guy's going to go pro and you have very limited time with him, let's say, and he's one of your best players, I don't care if he's got four fouls in the first half. He's not coming out. We're playing him incessantly because you got a lot of guys that can't shoot and a whole lot of not defending going on. I might as well go down swinging with my best player. Yeah, that's the troubling thing is, of course, now that you tie the Syracuse game, which was at home, a place we don't typically lose, to this game, and you look at those shooting performances, mm-hmm. that's that's going to alert you. But to me, you can never get a stop, like ever. Now, no. I understand the, the reference uh, that you made to the run that gets it down to within yeah. 16. Okay. It's a, it's that was a, when we were trading texts. I said, run. boy, if it wasn't for a heavy whistle against us in the first half we'd be down 12 yeah because it was was that's all we need but i mean yeah if you can't get a stop like ever unless it's a wide open miss a wide open miss that somehow the rebound lands right in your hands that that's a problem because even when you make shots they feel less valuable because you're giving up baskets in the other way. So in the end, it's 76-54. We're 7-5. and five. We're 1-2 and two in the ACC. It's a 22-point loss, which is our worst in ACC play since 2017. You'll remember the game. You'll remember the game. Oh, man, you're trying to January of 2017, you and I were standing next to one another. Well, taking turns sitting and standing. Uh, we may have been drinking a beverage. What game would that have been? As we sat there and watched a team look completely disinterested. Uh, Pitt? Georgia Tech. Remember Georgia, that uh, night? Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And we, there we were. We were yes. We, yes. That was I No, Downstairs. you were there. You were there. I was not. I was watching that on TV, but I was aghast because that were we was texting? That was Devin Oh, I Booker. was next to Bill. Yeah. I was next to Bill. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yep. that's what it was. You're, You're not like, gonna play hard for that kid. For that kid. We were He's we were broken up by that. We can. couldn't believe yeah. it. We yeah. were devastated by that. Yeah, sorry, I mistook that. I thought you were standing there. Felt like it. You're always with me. 2017. That's why the Lang Memorial is a really good Champions Club. Man. And I remember we were awful in that game, and that was very frustrating. Anyhow, not only did that uh, beatdown happen, um, that was 78-56 that we lost to Georgia Tech that night in 2017. That is the fewest amount of points Florida State has scored, by the way, this game, uh, since our 54-50 win over Virginia at the TLCCC. January 2020, which we watched from the Vista. So that is, oh, man. (laughs) That's what that is, Tom. You know what's interesting is uh, (laughs) just in life away from radio, some things were coming up about um, that weekend of like March 17th or whatever, the first weekend of, of the tournament. And I was thinking... 
Well, you can't do anything about that. That's the NCAA tournament. And my reply to, have to worry about my it. reply to the friend was, "Well, maybe we'll see. We'll see." It's now in a yellow alert. I still believe that this team can be a lot better than it is right now, like a lot better. And if you look at that ACC schedule and the other teams in the ACC, I get it. We just got blown out by Wake. I get it. I get it. But there are some gettable games. It's just that every time we're close, we have to win those games. Every time it's close, within two or three scores, you've got to win every single one of those contests to give yourself a chance now. The mar- <laughs> I'm trying. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. I'll put a ribbon on this really quick, rapid fire with basketball. And again, I, I'm not freaking out. I'm letting you know that, uh, all right, uh, as a realist, and I think I am, pragmatic, as I fancy myself at times. Um, yeah, they got they got a ways to go. I won't completely count them out of uh, an NCAA tournament bid. Seems unlikely, though. I think that's fair to, to assess at this point. Um, and, and you know what happens when you lose uh, NBA players in the first round of the draft uh, multiple years in a row? Yes, you you get hurt by that. Hard to sustain anything when those guys are riding out. Hey, more power to you if you can bring those guys in. So we became that program, a destination program, because of this staff, and I'm not overlooking that. It's just also unwise to overlook the significance of players of that caliber not sustaining a time here, uh, developing with the others. And some did, but but as we know, obviously Patrick Williams was a superstar player. Imagine if he played for two years. Even just Boris Lee, I mean, like going through the list of guys that they've lost in yeah. succession, you see how it is that you're left with a lot of young, inexperienced players, some of them very talented. Even like if, even if you think about how good Matthew Cleveland is, again, and, and, and Cameron Fletcher, and all those guys that you're excited about their upside, but yeah, you're in the season right now, and that inexperience is showing. Yeah, Fletcher's going to be a good player. I still hold. Um, you know, he'll be a difference maker maybe next year, maybe mm-hmm. the end of this mm-hmm. year, because the, you can't teach some of the stuff he does. But uh, when you were talking about some of the guys, this is Balsa is the MVP of this team this year. Oh, Balsa would be well. It, and it changes opens everything about everything what we are. Everything about what we are. Yeah. It opens things. Up. I mean, look. I think, would you not, I'm, I'm curious, just your opinion. You and I love Florida State basketball, and we've invested in it, and we've talked about it for years and years and years, and we've been able to celebrate the back-to-back-to-back Sweet 16s and all that stuff, and Elite Eight and all, all the good stuff, right? But would you not say the most disappointing aspect, and I think this would be uh, in many ways offset if Balsa was here, uh, what did I say, Boris before? Um, yeah, if Balsa were here, I, I think everything opens up for some of the guys to have a lesser role than they're trying to take on right now, and chief amongst them would be Anthony Polite, who is useless to this team right now, and it is hard to watch that guy, who at times was a catalyst for us in deep runs into the NCAA on tournament, both ends of the court, and huge impacts in games of great significance in which we finished first, second, third in the ACC. I, of course, it's huge, but to watch this guy... Last night's another good example. Without being an ass and not acknowledging all those previous performances, it does feel an awful lot like watching him right now uh, where I say, well, thanks for the one for eight, my man. Thanks for the one for eight, which is what he was yesterday. Thanks for the one for six from three. Yeah, it looks like his first. Appreciate the three points. His first year on campus is what it's it looks unreal. like. It's unreal. 
Yeah, and and if you look at okay, Malik is two for eight from the field, right? Mm-hmm. He hit those two baskets right out the gate. Polite hit a three. Where was it? Mid part of the first half. Oh, the only basket of the game. You remember right. it well because there was no others to That's confuse. I, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I get that. But then you combine the rest of the day, they're uh, oh for the next 15. Gone. And these nothing. are guys that have to be on the court between 25 and 30 minutes. Just got done saying that. How I love how the minutes were closer to 30 for these key players on the roster. And they got the minutes last night. They didn't do anything with it on either side. And the other problem is when we get in foul trouble with a thin team, we don't roll the dice ever. You're going to get burned more when you don't have depth and you rack up two fouls with this type of stubbornness when it comes to putting players on the bench with two. Well, and Worley is a mess right now and and not of great help to you. Uh, Not that it would have made a difference last night, but it might in another game. It might in another game. And that's where I've been. That's been a, a, a laudable criticism across the fan base. There are a lot of them that are unfair. That one I think is fair. What, what, why, well, are we living, why are we living for the final 10 minutes of the game? The critical 10 minutes of the game could be the ones right in front of you. So, if, you're, if, if, if you want to make... If, if, there, if I'm going to um, levy a criticism, the number one criticism I'm going to have, while I'm awfully mindful of what they've accomplished, what they've been able to produce at a place like Florida State over the last several years. Okay, listen, I get it. I get it. I've lost my place in this thing. And the limitations of this team, fully realizing how limited this group is. Well, yes, uh, in particular on defense because teams find it awfully easy to score against us. So that that's problematic. But I would argue, and I would jump up and down in doing so, and maybe maybe we'll see this change, and it's not some sort of keen insight by me. I think anybody who watches and is invested like we are and cares like we do about this team would probably say something similar, and that is, F this 10-man rotation, baby. You've got not enough guys who can play. Get rid of that. We are not that team. We've been that team. We've had the luxury of being that team, but... And, and again, I, I, it's pointed, but there are some guys who are really not useful to you when they're on the floor. And now you know one of them that I've mentioned several times. I'm going to leave him alone. He actually hit two threes last night, shockingly, when it didn't matter, but he did. Um, useless to you. Another guy has been here seemingly forever and is useless to you, especially on offense. Continues to play an awful lot of minutes. Very troubling. Um, and it's, you know, and then, and then, and then I would say of the newcomers, like who I have to believe you want to work in, but at the same time right now is just, Worley does nothing for you offensively. I, I just, I would seriously shrink the rotation. Well, Worley this. has to be an answer because of replacing one of the players that you are insinuating. So he's, uh, but the problem is when you problem. get on a fast break, like last night and you chuck some reverse lay in over the backboard, like. It's hard, man. That's some stuff I do. That's some stuff I do. Yeah, the why? It's, it's really. Um, it's a well, tough year. It's yeah, be a tough it's year. a tough year, and the Cloud isn't helping you at all because he comes off the injury, and he's you know, he, he has he's effective when he's when he's out there, but he hasn't played a lot of minutes because of that injury. So it's like ten minutes. So you know, John Butler will be a good player in two years. Yeah, yeah you got a lot of guys to project yeah. decently. Um, that was the thing, and we talked about this preseason. You know, it, we had an influx since Beasley got here, and I know Bacon came back for a second year, but we've had an influx of that sector of the roster that is blue chipper, and they're going to be gone in a year. 
But then there's this other sector of the roster that was lined with players like Trent Forrest and Terrence Mann. Who oh, yeah. rose through the he ranks. Loved, yeah. Even Fee to a degree, but you know, yeah, by the time yeah, he emerged, he was immediately gone. But you have these these culture guys that have been in the system for a long, long time. Like, do you think it's any coincidence that Malik Osborne asked for one of the Vipers to come back this year? Right. Because he knew that part of the team, those development pieces, are all fresh too. We don't have that to lean on. So you have kids that if the Combine's going to like him enough, they're gone. We'll see. I don't know if Cleveland is, is good enough to do that, but then again. He might be. He might be. Scotty Barnes is scoring 20 night, it feels like, so uh, it can he, happen. He's a very good player, and that then, body type was freakish. You don't have those guys that are three or four years into the system in yeah, droves. Yeah, hold it down, yeah. Right. We no, had no, no. the perfect mix. That's why that team that got screwed by the pandemic a couple of years ago. We felt really good about it. That was the one, because yeah. it was the blend of both. Well, at the end of the day, I'm curious if we'll see some sort of combination. I've just pulled up minutes and numbers, and then, of course, we've watched the games. But if you put Caleb Mills at the point, Anthony Polite um, as a shooting guard, uh, just put him out there and let him catch and shoot um, in rhythm, okay? Then you have Cameron. no dribbling rule. He's got to come off for a possession if he dribbles. Well, that's how I feel about Wyatt Wilkes. But Cameron Fletcher at small forward, um, Malik Osborne. Uh, obviously, power forward, and Nahima Cloud at center. And then I guess you would put Matthew Cleveland quickly off the bench as the sixth man, and he would play a lion's share of minutes. I mean, you could move that around if you wanted, but I think something right. akin to that. And then Butler and limited minutes here and there. Right, 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 right. And, yeah, you would use Butler and Ngom when he comes back. Yeah. Uh, uh, to me, that's the group. That's the group. Everybody else can and have And Evans, if you really get into foul trouble, really get into foul I trouble. I mean, half the team's fouled out, yes. Yeah. That's the other thing. Well, I, that's who I was We've got foul disparities every game, and, and that's not always on the whistle. That's just the nature of us settling for shots as well on offense. But I, I can't say on one hand, I don't want you dribbling at the basket, and then second settle for, you know, you're yeah, settling for it's shots. It's really it's, hard to— It's a toughie. It's, it, I'll tell you what it is, where we're at is this is what happens where you get comfortable. Where And I don't mean them. I don't mean the coaches and the players. I mean us as fans where we have, I don't, I don't want to say take it for granted, but we've become accustomed. It's like uh, these very famous high-profile divorces. People become accustomed to a certain way of life, and now what am I to do? On 50000 a month, you're going to have to do better. So here's what I would tell you. We've become accustomed to being a Sweet 16 team. We've become accustomed to being a top 25 team and a top four team in the ACC. So when you see this, you're like, oh, no, no, this is, this is wildly inappropriate. This is not who we are. That's how, that's how consistently good they've been for five years. All of a sudden, we're kind of like, well, this looks an awful lot like the olden days where football season ended and we went, what do we have to look forward to? We figured it out. My health is tied to this <laughs> basketball program, so we need to get healthier get and better, soon. buddy. I've already had. I've reaped the benefits of the balance already. I don't need any more things. Let's go, Jeff Cameron Show, ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Quick segment here as I was vetting the frustration of Florida State basketball, but a, a chance to remind you that if you're thinking about solar panels, don't forget to think about the condition of your roof before you sign a solar panel contract. Make sure you call T-Spark Enterprises to come out and inspect your roof. The last thing you want to do is have to pay an additional $10,000 plus remove your newly installed panels to have a new roof put on. There's a benefit to replacing your roof at the same time you have those solar panels installed opportunities for a huge tax credit. So that's a good thing. In addition, you want to make sure your roof can handle the weight of solar panels 
and that your roof will not need to be repaired or replaced. So you get all of that when you uh, go see my friends or have them come out. T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction, best in the business, that's for sure. So I know you've had them out. I've had them out. About to have them out again because there's some stuff I want to do. Yeah, it's about that time to get the roof cleaned off. I have that uh, every yeah, six well, months. Yeah, well, you've got a damn steeple. You've got no chance to get up there yourself. No, no. I would have to start singing the uh, the Price is Right song. Yodelay, yodelay, <laughs> and then just hope. Price is Right is still great. Went home for the holidays uh, briefly to see uh, my grandmother um, and my mom and my stepdad. And anyhow, long story short, went by grandma's house in the morning. It was a weekday, and she said, Oh, I'm just sitting here watching The prices Right. Never miss it. And I said, I wouldn't either if I was retired. Still great. Not like in the olden days with Bob Barker. That's two references and, to the yeah, olden days. Yeah, and Bob Barker's beauties. Yeah, that was interesting. Those were good times. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, that one was always, that and what, Plinko was, Plinko was. Oh, yeah. Plinko, there's nothing like it. Yeah. I, I still feel like, like watching Plinko. Oh, I do too. I feel yeah. like, you know, at a party. Could you imagine if you, you brought out the Plinko board? Oh, buddy. And we got 10 of our our favorite gambling friends together for oh, a night of Plinko. Oh, and the drinks are flowing and we've got money on the table and it's a Plinko free-for-all? That's a good party. That's a, it, let's make it happen. Let's get uh, look up online during the break how easy it is to access not some chump Plinko board, but like the size of that wall in there. Right, yeah. That you need like an like army a, of people to yes, move. Yes, like a serious Plinko board where things get real. Where maybe if the weather was nice, you play it outdoors. Ah, cake party on the deck with Plinko? That's made for summer this or is, winter. This doesn't is, matter. That's what I'm talking about. Fire, fire pit, Plinko, booze. Oh, hour two forthcoming. Stay with it.